I'm Sean. And I'm Alex. <laughs> and, and that's, that's Grayson. Grayson. And this is Autism Building the Puzzle. One piece at a time. Hi, and welcome to Autism Building the Puzzle, one piece at a time. I am Sean, your host. And with me, as usual, I have my wonderful wife, Alexandria. Hey, everyone. Let's give her a round of applause. Uh, here with you again for another great episode. Mm-hmm. In today's topic, we're going to be talking about routines and schedules and different things like that. Um, obviously, it's kind of a hot topic with a lot of parents out there, whether it be in the autism world or, you know, even parents with neurotypical kids. Yeah. Um, today's day and age, we got so much going on out there in the world. We're all going different directions at one time. So, um, you know, I think schedules and... It's a crazy, crazy world out there. Stuff like that is <laughs> uh, important, you know. Um, so, uh, Alex, where do you want to kick us off today? So, today we're going to kind of just talk about routines, schedules... For your children, do you do them? Do you believe in them? Can your child kind of just go with the flow? So we're kind of just going to talk about our personal experience right now. And we would love to hear from you guys in our comments on our uh, podcast site. Yeah, this way we can see what you guys are doing out there, what your points of view are on it. and uh, Yeah, we would love to hear from you guys. Yeah, so, I mean, we know, obviously, from our research and things that we've learned through you know our doctors and therapists and things like that that you know a lot of autistic children can't handle not being on a schedule they kind of need that schedule in order to know what's coming or what to expect you know when they're they don't know what to expect and you change something it can definitely kind of throw them off so yes you know we were definitely aware of that from the very beginning with Grayson um but I think you know, uh, I might be wrong, but Alex's, you know, point of view, and I agreed with her at the time for sure, was that Grayson, we we couldn't have too much of a schedule with him, because in today's day and age, things are changing so quickly. We didn't want him to have, you know, a meltdown or something if things didn't go perfectly to the normal schedule that he might have. Especially because we didn't do the same thing every single day in the same exact order, yeah. you know? So, and I think in the beginning, you know, we weren't, like, crazy about schedules when he was a baby. Yeah. But then when speech evaluation came out and they had said possible autism, um, they had asked me, does he have a problem? And early intervention used to ask me this all the time, but does he have a problem if you do something different from day to day. And I said, no, because a lot of autistic children do have that. And I thought, well, I'm not going to start that then, because if I start that, then he is going to have that symptom of, you know, autism and what other kids have and things like that, that other, you know, and I just felt like he had enough going on at that time that I didn't want to increase symptoms. So we kind of just went with the flow. Yeah, you didn't want to start something new at that time. No, I didn't want it to become an obsessive thing for him. That every day was going to look exactly the same. And I mean, our lives in general um, are very sporadic and kind of 
all over the place with different things, different days and stuff like that. Absolutely. I mean, back at the time when Grayson was first going into early intervention and everything, you know, I was working uh, in sales. I was traveling constantly. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, my schedule was crazy. Uh, Some days I work from home. When I work from home, you know, I'd be there. I'd have lunch break. I'd be done at work by no later than 530. Right. You know, when I travel, I could be home at 6, I could be home at 10, I could be leaving at 5 in the morning. Uh, So, you know, a lot of times, you know, with me traveling and working weird hours, one of the things we tried to do to connect um, in our relationship and marriage and everything was trying to make sure we had dinner together. So sometimes Alex would, if I was getting home real, real late, would, you know, eat dinner on her own, but for the most part, we would try to have dinner together so that we could have that time, uh, you know, to kind of connect at the end of a long day and talk about everything and talk about his therapy and things like that. So, yeah, you know, that's in other definitely words, really important, I, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, our meal schedules at night kind of varied a lot because of that. So, yes, you know, we looked at it as if we keep Gray on this kind of strict schedule, you know, we're not going to be able to you know, manage those things as well, you know? Right. So we were trying to kind of balance, you know, our marriage and his needs and all of our schedules cohesively as best we could. So, you know, and since he didn't have, you know, any issues with going with the flow at that point in time, like you said, like, let's not change that at this point. We don't need to. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think... And, you know, you weren't home from work, like you said, you know, from working every night at the same time. It wasn't like you had a 9 to 5 job. You would travel. So some nights you weren't getting home until 9. And you'd want to see Grayson after not seeing him all day and and stuff like that. Some days, too, I would be doing overnight trips, so I wouldn't be home at all. Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think our point of view on that has changed slightly since then. Yeah. I mean, Grayson... Um, you know, he has a little, he has his therapy, his ABA therapy in the mornings. Yeah. And, uh, I know like we have, we're having a little trouble with him for a while and we noticed that he was starting to wake up a little bit later in the morning. Um, and he was waking up like within... I don't know, like maybe 20 minutes of therapy. Yeah, he was waking up and going right into therapy and wasn't really having that time to kind of wake up and, you know, have his time with his iPad of what he wanted, you know, to do. It just was free time before therapy and started working. So it was really hard for him to transition from To go straight into therapy, yeah. Yeah. So we ended up pushing therapy back to 10 o'clock. So now he's got that little bit of, you know, routine in the morning where... You know, depending on what exact time he wakes up, he has at least an hour. Right. Sometimes, you know, two hours before therapy starts to kind of right. get some of that uh, energy. Out. <laughs> He's replenished from a good night's sleep. <laughs> well, not really a good night's sleep. Yeah. <laughs> he wakes up multiple times at night, um, but he doesn't stay awake. He goes right back to yeah. sleep, but he just wants you to be next to him. So it could be worse. A lot yeah. of kids will get up and like want to play all the time, and like yeah. so we don't have it like that. But and I think his his uh, that little bit of adding that little bit of uh, consistency 
in the morning mm-hmm. has definitely helped him with therapy. Yes, 100%. So, you know, and we still try to balance that, like I said, with going with the flow with certain things. I mean, a lot of, you know, on weekends, a lot of times throughout most yeah. of the middle of the day, we're much, much more go with the flow right? Uh, with him and kind of letting him adapt to the different things we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, again, at night, we started implementing... Mm-hmm. A bedtime routine, which well, he's uh, had the he's had the bedtime routine, but we just implemented a new thing of taking away his iPad like an hour, hour and a half before bed, and he's been more engaging and things like that. I think it kind of settles his mind, cuts yeah. off that stimulation. Yeah, so he's not he's not going a mile a minute like he is most of the day. You know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because uh, he, like we've said before, he is a big seeker, so. Um, he does seek that sensory input, and that's even if he's tired at night, he'll continue to yeah. seek sensory input. So, yeah. you know, I mean, maybe six, eight months ago, we started kind of a more consistent bedtime routine, and mm-hmm. then we've recently, like Alex said, um, done the downtime with the iPad at the end of the day. And, um, you know, we noticed that, like, he would usually. I would say about 80% of nights go to sleep very easily. Yeah. Um, even before the routine. Mm-hmm. But I think we both noticed that now that he's got that little routine at the end of the night, um, you know, that, you know, no iPad. so much. Bath, uh, get dressed for bed. Yeah. Brush your teeth. And then into bed, it's like he's walking us straight through that process now. Yes. yes. Himself. Like, he knows. And now he, like, needs that. Like, it's... So, like, some nights that we don't... Like, there'll be, like, you know, maybe one night a week that we're like, okay, you'll get a bath tomorrow in the morning, whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, And then we'll try to put him right to bed. And if he has trouble falling asleep... Now, this isn't all the time when this happens, um, but he'll have trouble, and we're like, all right, I'll go start the bath. (laughs) You need to brush your teeth. Or... Sometimes we can just brush his teeth, and he knows that, like, it's bedtime. Like, yeah. so sometimes it's that simple, but it's not consistent that we have to do that, you know? Yeah. Because I think, you know, I definitely think, and I'd love to hear from the listeners out there and what they think about this, but the transitions can be tough for certain things, especially from oh my extremely gosh. Yeah. preferred activities. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how many kids actually want to go to bed at night, so... I mean, that's not really uncommon. I don't. (laughs) So, So, you know, I think specifically a bedtime routine could be really valuable. Um, I know there's a lot of... I agree with that. Yeah. Especially cutting off screen time. Yeah. I think a lot of, you know, autistic parents out there are very rigid with their schedules throughout the day and throughout the week with their kids. Yeah. Um, and that's fine if that works for your child. Absolutely, I mean that's Do great. For I mean, you guys, everybody's different. Yeah, I mean, what, some of the things we want are goals that most of us want with our children are to make sure they're engaged, they're learning, um, they're in a position where they can, you know, absorb and learn well in therapy. Yeah. Um, you know, and you know, we know Grayson's off when he doesn't sleep right. So. Oh yeah. You know, that was... Or when there's a full moon. Yeah. We've we learned that recently, actually. Yes, we have. Um, it seems like every every week that there's a full moon, 
he struggles with therapy, so. Is there a full moon every week? I don't even know. How often does it come? I'm not sure. Once a month. Once a month. Okay. You know, I don't even know because we go in and out of it so quick with him. Like, everything's so great, so you don't pay attention to the time when it's great for three weeks and then he has that one bad week. It just kind of goes into one another. There's only a full moon once a month. One day a month. Okay. Uh, But, I mean... You know, you're almost at a full moon, you know, what, like 90%, 95%? Yeah. Throughout that week, so... Right. Uh, I think, you know, there's definitely something involved with that. I don't know exactly what it is, but... Yeah, I... I, I Listen, in the beginning, it sounded so crazy, and I totally get that. But now, like I said to our BCBA the other day, it's becoming a pattern, So, you know, you have to kind of look at that, the data, as we would say in the ABA world. You know, if he's having a bad time every time around a full moon. Basically, like every three weeks. That would be data collection. So as soon as I, it's so funny, because as soon as I said that to our BCBA the other day, she's like, oh my gosh, you know, I think you're right, because it has been a pattern. So it was the same thing. And she even said that about her other kids, too. Yeah. They were all a little off. The same week. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, and the first time I heard that was from our OT. And I just, th- I, it kind of blew my mind to know that, like, wow, they're, like, matched up with, like, what's going on in our solar system, you know? It's kind of strange. <laughs> but the BCBA did say that there are a lot of kids that she has that are autistic. Yeah. Um, and they line up with all the full moons and everything. So, Well, I mean, when you think about how they're all very sensitive to sensory input, you know, different kinds and what have you. But Yeah, yeah. You know, if they're really sensitive to that stuff, um, whether they're seekers or avoiders, you know, either way they're sensitive to it. So, right. you know, they're very in touch with... Um, their environment you know so like not everyone might be able to feel a difference when there's a full moon but you know if you're in the fifth dimension yeah (laughs) um but you know for them you know they feel things they hear things they smell things that nobody else does yeah i mean just like when it comes back to grayson's eating um you know he knows when the food's different I mean, you could you prepare the it. exact same meal as on his Gerber meal box. Yeah, yeah. And he can just tell the colors a little Before different. Before it's even presented. It smells a little different. And we can't tell the difference at all. No. But he can. Yeah. We'll be right back after a word from our show sponsors. Here at Building the Puzzle, we understand how difficult and challenging it can be for parents with autistic children that have communication delays. Well, if you're in New Jersey, you're in luck. The speech paradigm has you covered. They're helping children overcome speech challenges all across New Jersey. They offer both telehealth services as well as in-home therapy. Please reach out to them. You can uh, take a look on their website at www.thespeechparadigm.com. You can reach out by phone at 732-203-5268. You can also find them both on Facebook and Instagram as well at The Speech Paradigm. We are also sponsored by Grayson & Company. 
making homemade toys. They have everything from wooden homemade toys to sensory bins, sensory boards, all different kinds of toys for your children. Uh, they can be reached at grayson-company.myshopify.com as well as on Facebook and Instagram as well as Etsy. On Etsy, they can be found at Grayson and Company Toys. And now back to the show. It's it's <clears throat> quite incredible. And, you know, I'm a huge, huge believer in, and, and you know this, in numerology and Zodiac and all that kind of stuff. I always feel like, for me, that they're pretty much spot on. Uh, so, you know, it's, I don't know, it's... Uh, this this is why I believe in it because you know you I don't know do you believe in that kind of stuff would you say in Zodiac and all of that stuff uh, I don't know if I believe in Zodiac but you know I believe in you know that uh, the universe has been created in a certain way and there's certain energies out there that yeah some people have and some people can understand I mean I think everybody has the capability to you know, get in touch with those energies, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, some people have a really natural inclination for it, so. Yeah, like your wife. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very in tune with, like, and everything th- around me. And I think autistic children, like I said, they're very in tune with the environment. Yeah. Um, and their surroundings, so. Yeah. It's crazy because you think about, like, you know, because it's like, you know, how you look at your children and you see them doing certain traits like that me or you do or like how Grayson will stand on one leg and we're like, oh my gosh, I do that all the time. It's weird to think like, did he get that trait of like being in tune with those things? Do you know what I mean? Is that something that yeah. he got from me or is it because he's autistic and, you know, like what was it from? Um, because, you know, I'm sure later on in life yeah. he'll probably pick up different skills of that. You know, because I can yeah. just look at somebody and know exactly what's wrong or what's going on without them having to even say anything. So I think he'll be really good at reading that in people. Yeah. Um, you know, when we talk about routines, you know, another point I wanted to bring up was when you're teaching them certain things, you mm-hmm. definitely need to implement, like, a routine, at least for a time period. Yeah. With that, so like with Grayson getting food, um, you know he uses his pet card to mm-hmm. request the food he wants to eat. You know he hands it to, you know, uh, me or Alex or whoever's watching him or whatnot. Right. You know they then open up the food. Grayson, you know, we wanted to teach him to throw the garbage away. Mm-hmm. We wanted him to get involved in the preparation process of food even though it's just heating you know heating it up and that's how it should be they should be involved anything that they can do to help you even getting things out of the refrigerator um is really good yeah so we then you know he then Mm -hmm. we asked him taught him to put the stuff in the garbage (laughs) and when you're teaching new things like that you know it's it's really helpful to have a little miniature routine for that little activity yeah um just because they know, they then start to learn and associate what what's coming next, right. you know, as opposed to, you know, you having to tell them and it helps them adapt to that and be able to do it more independently faster. Yes. Um, you know, I think that's very important. I know for some older Same kids, night, you know, yeah. the parents try to get them involved in cooking their dinner. Yes. 
Even if it's just a little, little piece here Even if you're, like, there. making pizza family night, you know, on a Friday, have them roll out the dough. Even if, like, you get some dough and just, like, take, um, like, cookie cutters. Yeah. Make shapes and just kind of have fun with it. You don't even have to bake it if you don't want to. Just do different yeah, and, things with it, like Play-Doh things. Yeah. You and know? Lear- learning to do those things, mm-hmm. um, you know, in different ways. You know, we have to adapt to our children, too. Yeah. So, we, we, you know, we start to learn what their tendencies are, what they like and dislike, and we can kind of uh, adjust those routines to, to support them in the way they think and the way they learn. Yeah. So, you know, for Grayson, you know, he uses the iPad as a reinforcer for therapy sometimes. Yeah. And when we're doing some food therapy with him, we'll use it. Which is great so, to have a reinforcer. Yeah, so, you know, if we're going to teach him a new thing, like let's say we're going to teach him how to mix something in a bowl and, I don't know, pour yeah. it out yeah. into a pan or something. If we're going to teach him that, like, we need to engage him with the iPad in some way, shape, or form at the same time, you know, because that's going to make him enjoy the activity more, and it's going to reinforce him learning how to do it. Absolutely. So, you know, that's another, you know, example of a time when routines are very important. So, I mean, I think, you know, our opinion... You know, as a, as a team here, is that there are times for schedules and routines, and there are times not to have them. Right. And I think the healthiest way to manage that is to have a you know a good healthy balance of both of those. Yes, I so. agree. Everything in moderation, and everything. You know, balanced. Yeah, because like I said, we want the kids to learn and have a routine that's going to fit our, you know, both our lives and our kiddos' lives. But we also want them to be able to adapt to situations because things happen all the time. You know what I mean? Life gets in the way and life can get very busy and things just don't work out the same every single day. Yeah. So. And uh, they need to be able to learn to adapt to certain things. So. Yes. And I think that's a, you know great way to help them do that is to kind of let them have time that's you know not structured yes you know at times so totally agree i mean if your kid needs that absolutely you know i know i know i've heard a lot of stories of autistic children you know they're driving to grandma and grandpa's they're a little older and they know if you're going a different way they know if you were supposed to make a right and you miss that right sometimes that can cause meltdowns for children and that's really, really difficult. And that's why I think it was always so important to me to just kind of, you know, do different things all of the time so that he was never just used to one thing. Yeah. So. And, and I mean, I, I do a lot of uh, reading and personal development and stuff like that. Yeah. And I know that there's a lot of stuff out there where, you know, breaking up your, you know, breaking up your patterns is extremely important. Mm-hmm. You know, I had... I was doing a small course on uh, neuroplasticity, um, which is basically learning how to teach your brain to think in different ways. Um, And and one of the activities was actually like spend a week um, making sure you use different routes everywhere you go. So every day you go to work for a week, you have to take a different route to work. 
See, I love that. To kind of like break up your entire routine. Right. So. Right. Um, so yeah, you know, we all do that. We all get into that. So, um, yeah, but I'm, like, like I said earlier, I think it's, you know, important to have a little bit of both worlds. Mm-hmm. So uh, that they can adapt and, you know, they can also maximize their day and fit into uh, our, our lives. Yeah. <laughs> and our schedules. So we'd love to hear from you guys out this there and what you guys do. Yeah, please go to our, uh, why don't you tell them about our podcast website? It's uh, captivate.fm uh, backslash building the puzzle backslash. That way you guys don't have to go through intros and everything else. <laughs> Just put it right out there and make it easier for you guys yes. to find. And we're also on iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify. Uh, you know, I have them listed. On there will our, be more. I have them listed on the webpage. There's a whole bunch of them. So, yeah. um, you know, anywhere basically that you can find podcasts. <laughs> And if you can, just go to the website and you can listen to them right there, too. Yeah. So, it's yeah. great. Computer. Check us out on, um, what's our Instagram, sweetheart? I don't uh, use Instagram, <laughs> folks. So. He, no social media. He has none at all. Yeah. And I'm I, a little anti-social media. It's okay. You know, it's good, actually. Too many people are <laughs> consumed by Facebook and Instagram. Um, so, our Instagram and Facebook is Building the Puzzle. And on Facebook, we have a group and a page, so look for us. Yeah, there. we have a lot of cool info on there. We have, uh, yeah, we have a support group we started through there. So you can see all of our things about our son, we have our adventures, journeys, stories. Yeah, videos. Um, yeah, all that stuff. We have a blog on there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and we're hopefully we'll be launching our YouTube channel soon very soon yeah yeah so, I'm super super excited for that so keep engaged with us we're doing new things all the time yes um <clears throat> anything you know we can do to interact with you guys out there we're going to be doing a q a um with you guys soon with uh questions you know listeners have submitted so yeah you know any questions you have anything you want us to talk about topics you know we're Let us know. We yeah. want the feedback from you guys. Yeah, we want to know what you guys <coughs> want to hear. Want to hear about? So yeah, you know, we want to make the most out of our time and yeah, we you want know. you guys to tune in. You know, that's why we want to hear from you because we want to do something that interests you that you want to hear a topic on. Whether that's you know, if we can do an interview with a therapist or another parent that you want to hear about, we would love to. So yeah, definitely. So please leave your suggestions. So with that. For Autism, Building Building the the Puzzle, puzzle, one piece piece at a time. time. I'm Sean. And I'm Alex. Signing off. Take care, everybody. Here at Building the Puzzle, we understand how difficult and challenging it can be for parents with autistic children that have communication delays. Well, if you're in New Jersey, you're in luck. The Speech Paradigm has you covered. They're helping children overcome speech challenges all across New Jersey. They offer both telehealth services as well as in-home therapy. Please reach out to them. You can uh, take a look on their website at www.thespeechparadigm.com. You can reach out by phone at 732-203-5268. You can also find them both on Facebook and Instagram as well at The Speech Paradigm.
We are also sponsored by Grayson and Company, uh, making homemade toys. They have everything from wooden homemade toys to sensory bins, sensory boards, all different kinds of toys for your children. Uh, they can be reached at grayson-company.myshopify.com as well as on Facebook and Instagram as well as Etsy. On Etsy they can be found at Grayson and Company Toys.